Ah, uh, yes, the sweet sounds of This Week in Baseball. Ah, uh, yes, no better theme song. Everybody loves baseball. Just be jacked up on that half hour show. Nothing better. Get a Mel Allen. Look at the show. Doesn't get any better than that. But Open A's weekly here on Tell It Like It Is. And um, like I said before, I'm going to do the preview. First 10 games are on the road. Very tough schedule. Here we are. Five and five. But uh, a couple of things. Wow, for the A's to be five and five, um, just amazing. Uh, you know, I was hoping for three and seven on this trip. Uh, ten tough road games against three potentially playoff teams, and probably at least two of them will make it. Maybe a third if the Phillies get their act together. But um, really, five and five, way ahead of schedule. And the A's have not been good starters over the years. Um, so being five and five for us is a big deal. Uh, so just incredible stuff. Uh, just looking around baseball, a couple of big stories from the week. Um, Yankee fans here in New York ready to jump off a bridge with their offense. But then again, you didn't really change your offense. And, um, you know, when you're not hitting home runs, you're not scoring. You know, losing two out of three of the Orioles um, is not a good thing. The A's have to host the Orioles now, so hopefully they will play better. Uh, so that's um, that's a tough thing right there. But at the same time, uh, Yankee fans got to be patient. But again, you know, when you didn't change the team that much, you know, they should be better hitting team with uh, the depth that they had at infield on our Yankees preview we talked about. But, um, hey, they haven't been hitting. Their pitching has been spotty. Uh, Chapman looks bad right now. So, but five and five for Yankee fan is like the end of the world. Uh, you know, pretty much a lot of them are spoiled fans. So, uh, spoiled by all the success. I love when a 30-year-old calls into a radio station and says, lifelong Yankee fan. Yeah, wow. You grew up, you are born in 1992, guy. I mean, uh, when you were like seven or eight, they won four titles in five years. Well, must have been rough. <laughs> So, uh, you know, tough stuff, but still five and five fans ready to jump off the bridge. Mets seven and three here in New York. I got to give you those updates because it's important. Some of the Yankees couldn't play in Toronto and uh, some of the A's had to go, uh, couldn't play in Toronto. Even Scotty wasn't allowed to play. So uh, interesting stuff going on with that uh, whole thing. And it affects basketball series too. But, you know, it's, it's going to be uh, a fun situation. Uh, no doggies in the booth today. But just looking at the A's uh, successes here, um, Murphy's off to a decent start. You know, he did leave second and third, one out, and didn't advance a run the other day, which uh, A's fans on websites seem to think is no big deal, but it is a big deal. I don't care how good a game you had. You should be able to put the ball in play, and especially when you take strike two and strike three. But the A's off to a good start. Could even been six and four if we don't blow that lead to, to, to uh, Tampa in the 10th inning. Uh, but Murph's off to a good start. Uh, you know, eight RBIs, um, you know, batting 256, which for him is good. DH has uh, been helping him. Really happy with Pinder so far. And uh, Christian Pache, I really like. Elvis has gotten off to a much better start than last year, but that doesn't say much. Tony Kemp is just such a professional for us. Uh, Seth Brown is is not making a lot of uh, contact, but when he does, the ball's leaving the yard. Um, Seth, you know, is he's got nine RBIs already, which in, in 10 games is uh, pretty good. Uh, Kevin Smith has uh, diff, yeah, <coughs> has been uh, coming on as of late. Happy with him. Sheldon Nusay is uh, a player who last year I didn't like at all, but has started to do some things. Jed is professional. Billy McKinney, I'm not really sure what the love affair is with Billy yet. Stephen Biscotti had COVID situation, but um, he was off to a pretty decent start, hitting 286. I'm hoping that he gives us a little leadership. Stephen Vogt with a home run the other day, and uh, you know, I'm not counting on a lot from him. The kids I really liked, I really like Betancourt. 
Weston Allen, we had to uh, move down for um, some on the injured reserve list and, and Drew Jackson also. So I'm pretty excited about some of the guys. And uh, it's been an exciting group um, from the offensive end uh, with 21st and batting average. Um, I'm really excited with it with a new hitting coach, first of all. Um, you know, we got rid of Bush and uh, he was the worst hitting coach I'd ever seen. The A's for many years had been just one of the worst teams in baseball every year with man on third, less than two. And that's that's pure hitting coach. And so uh, we got rid of Bush and, uh, you know, Kotze's guys are in there and uh, they're doing a good job and their approach. You can just see the difference in the approach. And uh, we're putting up more runs with less talent, which, again, you could say it's only 10 games, but still, if the 10 games last year, offense was horrendous. And it's, it's I, I believe in hand coaches. I believe your approach at the plate is very important to a former baseball player. And uh, it's, you know, it's important. So OP uh, on base percentage with 22nd, which is not good, 291, that's, that's horrendous. Slugging was tied for 17th, uh, hit slugging 376, which isn't great. OPS were a 20th in the league, Major League Baseball. Now we can combine all stats because there's DH in both leagues, which I really like about the being able to combine that. I don't like DH in both leagues, but I like being able to compare statistics like that. We're third in Ks. We have 99 Ks already, and that's way too many. But the one stats, there's a couple of stats on the positive offensive side. And, you know, looking at their batting averages, you would never know that the A's would be a pretty decent offensive team right now, but um, we are, we are, you know, we're uh, leading in runs. We have, yeah, we play one more game than some teams, but about the same as some other teams, we have more runs than anybody else in major league baseball, which uh, for the A's is, you know, quite amazing. <laughs> so you don't usually get that out of the A's. So uh, we'll take it. We're averaging over five runs a game. Uh, we're 17th, uh, you know, we're tied for fourth in homers, which again, uh, I'm not really loving the, the reliance on the homers, but we're getting it from a bunch of different guys. Um, and we're also third in RBIs. Obviously, if you're first in runs, you're giving you the top in RBIs. But the key here is, and the key stat, and like I was telling you, A's for years, four or five years, has been atrocious with men in scoring position. Right now, we're hitting 367 with runners in scoring position. And that's after 0 for 2 yesterday. So, I mean, like we were, you know, we were batting 400 with runners in scoring position for a while. And uh, it's incredible. That's our approach. And these are young hitters. I mean, we had 12 rookies on our roster the other day. And now we started out with 10. Oh, Rosie's in the booth. My beautiful Rosie. She just turned a year old. Rosie's over here. She's going to give her a pet right now. Yep. There she is. A beautiful, beautiful Rosie. She is so much fun. What a fun dog she is. Say hello, Rose. So, uh, She's been great, but anyway, the A's, you know, three sixty-seven with runners and scores. If an A's fan, this is like a foreign land. Like you, like you could times our running and scoring position average by two to last four years, and we wouldn't get that. So very exciting uh, time for the A's offense. Even though like we're not getting enough rallies, and so the good news is we're good with runs and scores. The bad news is we're not getting enough opportunities right now with twenty-five for sixty-eight. So in in ten games, we're averaging about seven chances. And uh, that's not great. You like a little bit more than that. Uh, some of the games, like I said, were 0 for 2, 2 for 3, things of that nature. So very strange. But, hey, we'll take it. Right now we're 5 and 5. I did not expect to be 5 and 5. The thing that concerns me the most is is, uh, is just the starting pitching, I would say, as you know, as we have the uh, the board up here and uh, the statistics and things of that nature. Uh, Cole Irvin, uh, not bad. I mean, he's had he's been a little shaky. He's had some, you know, one big inning uh, against them. But again, he got a 5 4 ERA, but he hasn't been terrible. He's given us a little length in his two starts. He's gone, uh, he's averaging five and two thirds, you know, each start, which in you know, today's baseball you'd really like. But I feel a pitching staff, uh, Frankie Montas has been good. He got a 4.76 ERA, but again, he's been pretty solid. He's given us a little length too, five and a half. 
uh, plus innings to start. Paul Blackburn, we spotted him to some great leads. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he's uh, got, he's 1-0, but he's, he's only given us five innings uh, both times, but he's been good. Hardly walking anybody. Very nice uh, stuff. Got a 1.80 ERA, so I'm very impressed with him. The guy I really like was Dalton Jeffries. Uh, he's pitching well, 1.93. And again, on the staff, besides Montas, nobody really throwing hard, so we're – <laughs> we're in trouble as far as we like the old non-throw hard team, which I actually, actually kind of like uh, to break from watching these other guys throw an 85 and then be out by the fourth inning. I guess they don't know how to throw a cutter on the corner and make a guy hit a ball without going to full count. Adam uh, <clears throat> O'Leary though is uh, had two really rough starts. Um, he's got 1350 area. He's got great stuff. You can see he's got like a 93, 95 mile an hour fastball in that range there. First two starts though. He's shown some flashes, but he's, uh, he's given up big hits in the middle of the plate. Uh, the bullpen has been spotty, to say the least. Um, I would say that Domingo Acevedo was very good until yesterday, and he didn't look good. He's an arm injury waiting to happen if you look at his delivery. The guy's really been impressed with Danny Jimenez. I, I, I tell you what, I would love for him to to take over the closer role because Lou Trevino it just gives you a heart attack every night, heart attack city. Puck, uh, we had to sit down for a little while already with an injury, so that's just drives you insane. He's got so much stuff, but he's one of those guys that – He's never going to fulfill it for the A's like Kurt Dressendorfer and Steve Chitron and Todd Van Poppel from the early 90s, if you A's fans have been around that long, 30 years ago. That's why uh, we didn't have that that bridge from the late 80s to the mid-90s A's because those pitchers all got hurt. Dressendorfer, Chitron, and Poppel never panned out for us, and it, it really hurt us uh, in so many ways. <coughs> Lou Trevino, like I say, he's got a couple of saves, which you know we'll, we'll take. But uh, he's had some, he's got control issues, doesn't throw the fastball enough. Yesterday, he finally realized, hey, I'm throwing 98 on the gun two days ago, blew it by a couple of guys. Zach Jackson's been very impressive, uh, very good. He's been pretty nice. Kirby Sneed has been uh, done a decent job. And again, Zach Jackson and Kirby Sneed have high ERAs, but uh, I'm watching them and I've watched every A's game playing at 940 tonight versus the Orioles, by the way. Uh, I'm watching the guys. I'm happy with what I see. Um, I can't say we're, you know, we're a great team by any means, but team five and five right now is uh, it's, I have to say it's been very relaxing this year. Our last four or five years, we've been always been so competitive. So it's uh, you approach the game a little differently here. Sam Mole has been, uh, has been okay. He hasn't, he's, he's pitched in four games. He's done a solid job. Nobody scored on him yet. Justin Grimm and Adam Kolarik. I'm hoping to get more out of, uh, he's only played in two games so far. Ryan Castellani's had some, had some uh, decent moments as well. So, our pitching statistics, um, we're 19th in ERA, which isn't great. We're 17th in strikeouts. And like I said, we're, <clears throat> we're really a corn nibbling team right now. We've had some quick innings, though, which has been nice. <clears throat> we're 22nd in whip. Uh, so that's that's something that, um, you know, we can improve on. But at the same time, I really feel fortunate about uh, where the A's are at 5-5. Five and five, And, and I, 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 see, uh, I see good things ahead for the A's uh, for this week. Uh, you know, and again, you know, you don't want to do this to your team, but when you're an A's fan, you got to say to yourself, all right, this week we got Baltimore for four and Texas for three on well, Texas is struggle, but they're better than their record. So this is one of the situations where you say to yourself, you know what, if you want to sustain, and I think getting off to a five and five start is the kind of thing that it doesn't guarantee you much, but it does guarantee you one thing it probably gets you out of that hundred loss game mode. And, and that's what I'm looking to avoid. I don't want to go 60 and 102. That's a little embarrassing at 62 Mets this year. You don't want to do that. You know, anything over 70 wins this year, I would be pretty impressed with, but you know, once you start off five and five, you say to yourself, all right, 
we're extended for another week of the season before we can say we're officially not going to do it because the A's, if they get like 10 games below 500, they're not re- recovering from that. This isn't the old days where you had some talent with the years of Josh Donaldson or the recent years of Matt Olson and Chapman. And by the way, Chapman still can't hit. So over the weekend, that was funny. Still can't hit. Great third baseman, can't hit. Strikes out way too much. It's just uh, never changes. So we got four with the Orioles, three with Texas. I mean, if you could ever get four and three this week, you, you would throw a party. You could get better. You could get worse. This is what we're dealing with here because we don't have anybody to stop the bleeding if we do get on a losing streak. So that's uh, something that would be bad. So if we could get out of here nine and nine and uh, nine and eight, I'd be thrilled. If I could get out of here eight and nine, I'll tolerate it. If I can get out worse than that, it'd be disappointing. But again, we know where we're at with this team. But what you want to do is my theme I'm going to have is how long can we extend the season? You know, like before you can say, yeah, you never know. We're hanging around. You just want to hang around as long as possible. Now you say, well, geez, it's only 10 games in. Yeah, so you're one sixteenth into the season. You know, you're what you six six percent into the season, but by week's end, you're done with ten percent of the season. When this week is over, after Saturday Sunday's game in Texas, we'll have played seventeen games. That's that's a little bit more than ten percent of the season, and that's that's this is as important as any other ten percent. And when you got this young of a team, the longer you could float in respectability or just hang around, as I'm putting it, and that's the phrase I'm going to use a lot. Hey, it's going to be great if we can find a way to stick it out there. So. Tonight we got Montas and Watkins. Tomorrow we got Irvin. Uh, you know, they lost one of their better pitchers. He's he's out right now. So uh the tough lefty for the Orioles is gonna be out. They have put him down for the 60 day uh disabled list. So we're going with that same five again. So Montas will throw again tonight in game eleven. So uh, it's it's gonna be exciting. I'm, I'm interested to see what the fan take is tonight. I don't blame the fans if they don't come out. Uh I don't blame them if they do come out and cheer a lot. Uh I don't know how to feel. I don't live in Oakland. Like I said, my goal for this year was to have an answer, an honest answer on the ballpark for the A's. I'm not expecting much else. Like I said, I would like to win over 70 games, but I'd really more than anything, I would consider the successful season if we could just be honest with the fans in the ballpark. So like I said, four with Baltimore, three with Texas. Like I said, if we could get out of there, that'd be freaking wonderful. And that would be really, really, really exciting. Hopefully we just keep playing, playing hard and we're hitting in the, in the clutch and we're getting some quick innings out of our starters because again, we're throwing we had guys throwing high 80s, low 90s, and in today's baseball, that's you know not strikeout pitches. So we got guys getting quick outs, and we're excited. It's an exciting team to watch. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't blame the A's fans if they didn't come out tonight. I wouldn't uh, blame them if they did come out. I wouldn't call them suckers for doing that. Though so, you know, I'm arguing with some of these people on these A's websites that, oh, I'm not going to support this team. Well, the fact that you're still on the A's website shows that you do care. So the guy started laughing. I was like, dude. We're arguing A's baseball right now. So obviously you care about it. If you didn't care about it, you would have taken yourself off the A's fan group. And some of the A's fan groups, uh, one guy was like promoting communism on there, blaming only the owners for the strikes. So I just cut him off because he was a tool bag. But the thing is, the players are responsible. The owners are responsible. The owners lost money last two years ago. This Nobody's going to get a 40% raise when, when your company loses money. I don't, I don't know how players could ask for a 40% raise. Is basically what they were, some of them were asking for when your company loses money. So... The thing is, I wish, like I said, baseball would take the take the ownership away from Fisher. I mean, uh, but you know, maybe rescue us like they did with the Texas Rangers. Just some strange starts uh, in baseball as we uh, as we check the league. Like I said, here in New York, Yankee fans, you know, ready. Like I said, always ready to jump off the bridge. Well, I mean, nobody in the American League East uh, playing as well as I thought. I mean, uh, Red Sox and Tampa has been a little disappointing, and and even the Blue Jays five and four with all that lineup. I still think you know that they're not as good as everybody thinks they are. They're the darling. In the preseason, the White Sox are going to be very solid in the Central. The Guardians, or well, I'm calling them the Indians, for because I don't believe in bullshit or political correctness crap. 
So uh, the Detroit Tigers, Minnesota Twins, Kansas City Royals, they're all everybody's bunched together. It's kind of funny. Texas is the team that's struggling. I thought they'd be pretty solid this year. Go ahead and get Marcus Simeon. You add that to a pretty solid team there. Uh, and the Angels are six and four. They actually have a winning record, which is a shock. Uh, Houston Astros five and four. Athletics are five and five. Mariners, who is another team, has everybody's darling five and five. Got to get Lewis healthy. I mean, Jesus Lord, this guy's been out for like two years. It's amazing. Then, of course, you got the American League, uh, National League East. You got the Mets seven and three, and your fans are still bitching after losses. And it's just like, dude, you seven and three. I think they've had the lead in every game but one, which is the mark of a really good team. You try to explain that to some of these crazy Mets fans. And like I said, it's really hard in New York to root for New York teams because their fans are just so annoying. It's just, it's just amazing. So the fact that you've led in nine out of 10 games or maybe even 10 out of 10 games, I don't know if they led uh, the game they lost the other day. But again, if you're leading every game, very few teams could say that. If you went around baseball right now and found out how many teams have had a lead in every game, you'd find out that the Mets are the only one. And that's the point. So it shows you how good a team they have. I mean, sure, they got some pitching holes and their lineup needs to be a little more productive. But Buck Showalter yesterday with the, with the appeal play at third, it's nice to have a manager that knows what the hell's going on. And I really like that. We had Bob Melvin, who was very good. Although last year he had brain farts in the bullpen. I like Kotze so far, too. I like guys who are on top of it. I just think Aaron Boone, as I said in my Yankee thing, I thought Aaron Boone was the weak link for the Yankees. And I'll say it again. I just think he's the weak link. I don't think he's, his, his lineups have seen no, no, no sense of structure or, or rhythm or a reason uh, taking out hot guys uh, for a day off. And I don't care when a guy's hot, you ride them like Zorro, but uh, the Cardinals five and three Cubs five and four. I'm just so tired of the Cubs. They should be better than this. And it's again, the Cubs are just very disappointing. The Reds who, you know, stripped down their team two and eight. And that's where I thought the A's would be. But so far we've, we fought for 10 games. So I give them credit. The Dodgers have, now won six in a row, seven and two, seven and two. Kershaw, 80 pitches after seven innings, but he just came back off an injury. I actually can't get mad at him for that one. If that's later in the season, I would have a real problem with it. But since he just got back and it was 36 degrees, I understand that. Colorado Rockies, six and three. I mean, uh, very surprising. San Diego Padres, six and five, where Bo Mill is. I wish him luck. And hopefully this break, hopefully he didn't take Bush with him or else the Padres freaking lose. And the Diamondbacks just don't look like they have a lot of talent. But again, um, like in our lineup, we have no name that's Skash. I guess Murphy's our best player, but so far we've been producing. So that'll be uh, all we have here on Tell Like It Is, uh, Oakland A's baseball. And uh, we're very excited about this year. And uh, we're really pumped up about it. Excited about our A's. And uh, like I said, five and five, we get to nine and eight. After this week, we've been really excited. Here we are on the standings right here. We'll see you next time on uh, Tell Them Like It Is. Check out our NBA playoff preview, which has been spot on so far. Dead ass, as you people like to say. But we'll see you next time on Tell Them Like It Is.